Radio. Hey everyone, Dakota here. And if you're sick of fake news, well, I've got some real news for you. And that's that we're going to be doing this podcast live in Los Angeles on April 20th at 8 p.m. at the Lyric Hyperion. Our guest is the one and only Paul F. Tompkins. And I'll be joined by my co-host, Quen, who is going to be out of jail for one night only on a conjugal visit. That's when you get to leave jail so that you can go get some. I'm so excited to have her back and we hope you can join us. That's April 20th at 8 p.m. in Los Angeles at the Lyric Hyperion. Check out reductress.com slash events for more info. Open wide, it's mouth time with Reductress. I'm Manila. And I'm Zakora. And we're just two girls who share what our heads are thinking by moving our mouths. (laughs) On today's episode, here's what we'll be mouthing about. We went to office-mandated therapy, and now we're fixed. We confront our innermost demons and say, hey. We learn how to throw our feelings into a big old fire. And we're joined by renowned child psychologist Jenny Vermouth. We're editors of Reductress, the only source for women's style, news, entertainment, life advice, inspiration, and ah, a rat. Just kidding. That's my lunch. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> So Manila, it's really good to have you back on the pod. It's great to be here. Well, actually, maybe like let's just start off the epi by just being like super honest with our listeners and say that so Manila and I got into a huge fistfight at the office last week, but now we're friends. I'm glad we're being honest. And if we're really being honest, I should say that you started the fight. Yes. This is true. I walked into the snack room last week and I saw Manila restocking our fiber crisps, which are really good for your shits. Yes, excellent for your shits. They're really good. Like they make you, they're just really good for your shits. And basically I was like, it's so weird. I just like want to punch her in the face. So I did. It was so interesting because it really just came out of nowhere. Yeah, for me too. It just like really came out of nowhere. One second I was coming back from yoga like... Namaste, bitches. And then the next, I was pinning you against the LaCroix fridge and punching you in the face. You were screaming, they're good for your shits. And I was like, huh? The fiber crisp or the LaCroix fridge? I need you to be more specific. And that was like really frustrating for me because I wasn't sure. I pulled out most of Dakota's hair. And I knocked out one of Manila's teeth. But it wasn't the one I used, so it was fine. Yeah. Anyway, I have my eating tooth. Yeah, you have one eating tooth. I love that about you. Yeah. Anyway, the snack room is like totally wrecked. So it's closed forever. Yeah, it's really sad. We had to like trap all the bad energy in there. So it went poison the office. The energy in there is like radioactive. And the worst part of the whole fist fight was that our mini pig saw us fight and got exposed to it and started acting totally weird. Right. So we decided to take her to therapy. We were like, mini pig, you need to go to therapy. Yeah, she was out of line and needed an intervention. So Reductress was like, that's it. We are mandating that this pig seek therapy. And then we took him to see a therapist. And then while we were at therapy with our mini pig being like, please, doctor, help the mini pig who works in our office feel better. The doctor was like, wow, slow down. You both seem like you need help. And we were like, sure. And then she became our doctor, too. Yeah. So now we're taking the same medication as our mini pig. Pig antidepressants. Honestly, I don't feel any different. (laughs) Yeah, I also don't feel any different. I feel the same. Oink, oink, oink. Oink. I feel like life has been a lot better since the pig antidepressants kicked in. Like my teeth grew braces, so oh now they're God. straight. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Your teeth do look really good. I Thank didn't realize you. it was because they grew braces. Mm-hmm. I have the pretty woman disease, which is where you go into a store and they're mean to you. Mm. And that's new because of the pig antidepressants. Yeah, and now since being on the pig antidepressants, I can only eat from a trough like they do in Charlotte's Web. Oh, that's cute, though. I like that for you. Thank you. And so I actually was inspired to rename my lifestyle blog Charlotte's Web. Oh, that's awesome. You should sell it and try to make it into a book. Okay. And the book could be called Charlotte's Web. That would be an amazing title for a book. Yeah, classic. I actually legally changed my name to Charlotte from Sex in the City. So like from Sex is your middle name and in the city is your last name? Yes. So my full name, and this is what I'd like to be called, is Charlotte from Sex in the City. Okay, I'll remember that. I just kidding, I forgot. It's yeah, I could tell that you already forgot. What else is different about your life since you started pig antidepressants? Well, now that I'm on pig antidepressants, when I went to the dentist to get my new braces scraped off, I opened my mouth so wide that my dentist's whole head went in my mouth and I was like, Time for my first kiss. Oh my god. Is that what a kiss is? Yes. My first kiss was with my dentist. It's when you open your whole mouth really wide that a man can stick his whole head in your mouth. Yes, and you have to wait until you're ready for it. Because if you do it before you're ready for it, it's like not, what? Yeah, you're just like, why does this man have his whole head inside my mouth? It can be really beautiful when you decide you're ready to accept a whole head inside your mouth. That's so beautiful. To let a man's head enter your mouth it is right a passage yeah Yeah, especially if the man has like really long like a really long ponytail you know (laughs) like a long ponytail yeah and plays a bass guitar and you're like is it bass guitar and he's like that's a fish and you're like okay (laughs) the other crazy thing that happened to me since i went on the pig antidepressants and my whole life has changed is that my middle school art teacher this bitch named sandra (gasps) yeah she called me and she told me that she was proud of me. That's so rude. I know. It's like, you don't already know. I know. It's like, well, what? you should have been proud of me then. Because I painted a butterfly and there was a competition and this other bitch won and not me. Do you know that I won an art competition in fifth grade? I drew two angels holding up a star and I got $50 worth of art supplies. And I was like, I thought I was getting $50. And they're like, no, bitch, you're getting $50 worth of art supplies. And I was like, I don't care about this. What are you supposed to do? Like draw more angels holding out stars? No, I was done. I wanted to go to Abercrombie Kids. That's still where I shot. It's like, where can you get small clothes that are even smaller? Where can I get, where can I get clothes that'll make me look like a slutty child? Yeah. That's where I go to. I love that. That's my style. Mm-hmm. That, I love my style. I love your style too. You always look honestly cute. And I know we're coming off a fight, but I want to say you do look cute. That's so nice of you to say. And I am sorry that I punched you in the face, but I do want to say that you also always are wearing clothes. So we did another huge thing this week that's worth mentioning. And that is that we faced our demons. And demons are really scary. So this was hard. It was really hard. My biggest demon is that my elbows are always so dry. I faced my demon and now I have my own skincare line. I mean, Oh, that's great. Like, how did you work that out? Well, my demon is just this guy named Ted who lives in my house. He's a literal demon. No way. Yeah. So I faced him and we made a deal and now I own a skincare line. Wow. Did you like trade your soul or whatever? No, I gave it up for my discount shoe line. Oh. 
So what do you do to get the skincare line? I just ask nicely. Oh my God. Politeness goes such a long way. That's really all you have left when you no longer have a soul because you gave it up for your discount shoe line. Totally. Plus, okay, also besides asking nicely, Ted made me do that Vogue 73 questions thing for four days straight in and around my studio apartment. Ugh, tell me about it. I sold my soul for better cuticles and now I have to say please and thank you everywhere I go. It sounds like the real demons were your weak cutie kills. Mm, tell me about it. I just feel like I faced a lot of demons and it feels good to like finally be done with them. Like just yes. have them out of my life. Like there were so many demons that were just like clouding my everyday and I didn't even realize it. And once I got them out of my friggin' life, I was like, wow, I've really faced my demons. Mm. Like, for example, um, I faced my like my number one demon was my cuticles, I guess, because they are just like so disgusting. Mm. And then another demon that I faced was bar soap. Yes. Major mm. demon. Huge gemum. So I was in the shower and I was like trying to use the soap and it was slipping every which way. And I was like, you know what? This is frankly a pretty mm-hmm. major demon. And so I threw it, I threw it out the window. Do you got a loofah? I got a loofah and I don't put soap on. I just use the loofah because I think that's how it works. That's all you need. I've just been scrubbing my body with the loofah, no soap. Soap is a demon that was weighing you down. Exactly. What about you? Any any more demons? Well, one of my main demons is indifferent dogs, like dogs mm. that don't love me when I see them. I hate that. And it's been so hard. So I um, took my neighbor's dog that doesn't love me and mm. I put it, I took it, sent it to summer camp. That's great. Yeah. I registered it for this child summer camp. And then I just dropped it off And then I haven't told my neighbor I think that's wonderful mm-hmm. Your neighbor doesn't need to know Because your, your neighbor's going to be thankful That you got rid of this demon Yeah um, Another demon Store brand Advil <sighs> Hate that shit No, it doesn't work Yep I hate it. I always think when you go to the drugstore, you just pick the most expensive one and that's the one that will work for you Yeah, that's how you know it's going to work That's what my mom told me Exactly yeah. I feel like, obviously, I think two huge demons for both of us, uh-huh. cheese and bread. Uh-huh. Especially together. Yes. Very big demons. Yeah. I accidentally tried one at Whole Foods. <gasps> I thought it was apple, but it was cheese. And I was like, oh, oh my God. That's, I'm so sorry. I it's didn't okay. know that you had lived through that trauma. I don't like to talk about it, but honestly, now that I'm on a pig antidepressants, I feel like... <sighs> I'm okay with everything. I can come clean. You seem really at peace. Yeah, I seem incredibly at peace. That's why I'm clutching this chair so tight. Yeah. My major demon that I've had since I was a kid that like comes, I guess, from like childhood trauma or whatever is the color yellow. (gasps) No one looks good in that color. No one looks good in a color. Well, some people do, but like not me. No, yellow belongs to the sun only. The yellow belongs to the sun and sometimes the sand. Yeah, okay. The sand, and that's it. That's the only yellow things in the world. Exactly. And when someone wears yellow, it's like, oh, you, you think you're as big a deal as the sun in the sand? Exactly. <laughs> no. You're not the sun in the sand, you bitch. You bitch. Yeah, bitch. You're not the beach. You're not the beach, you bitch. <laughs> that's a pun. <laughs> okay, a few more demons that I feel very serious yeah. about. One is, okay, I had to watch a web series about what it's like to be both young, wild, and also free. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is a major demon. And I faced that and I was like, you know what? I'm never going to watch another web series again. That 
I cannot believe how real we're getting in this episode. It's yeah. like we never talk about what we actually feel. And I think we've come such a long way. I feel like if you want to get closer with someone, you should punch them when they're not expecting it. Because it really brings you like it really brings onto you the closer. same page. Yeah. And honestly, the black eye she gave me, it does look like a cute smoky eye and I'm not mad. Yeah, it looks really good. I love it. Thank you. We can do it again when it fades. Okay. This is a good relationship. Now it's time for our most a la mode segment. The, the mouthwash. Where we take a headline, heat it up, top it with ice cream, then feed it to our dog. Because we're doing the Whole30 this month. This week's headline is How to Catch Feelings and Then Throw Them in the Fire Where They Belong by Jasmine Pierce. This article really hit home with me. Yeah, same. Like, sometimes I have feelings and I'm like, what do I even do with this? And what I learned from this article is that what you should do is you should take your feelings and then you should throw them in the friggin' fire. When I feel feels, I just burn them up. Big feels, small feels, I just toss them in. Yeah, sometimes I get a small feel like, eep, and I just get so upset I don't know what to do. And sometimes I get a big feel like, makes me so so angry because feelings are weakness right yes they are exactly which is why you should just throw your feelings over your shoulder and walk away in slow motion while your feelings explode behind you like bruce willis but with no feelings right yes like bruce willis he's a very feeling actor i think yes he's a really emotional guy yeah he seems really in touch with his emotions Mm -hmm. and i don't like that yeah i love to just toss my feelings in a bonfire and roast some feeling s'mores yeah i just like throw my feelings into a big sexy teenage bonfire beach party and then make out with a 16 year old lifeguard named Prody with a P. I scramble my feelings like the morning's eggies and toss them into my dud rich husband's poolside grill with an E at the end. Ooh, a grill. A grille. Sometimes, uh, I guess if I had to describe my feelings, like kind of like when you pay to perform at Coachella and then as you're getting off stage you fall and scrape your knee and you have to get stitches. But Does like that on make the, any sense? Like, but on the inside. But on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. When I paid to perform at Coachella, I got a headache and I was like, oh, maybe this is kind of like what a feeling is. Yeah, totally. I think it is. And you have to just toss those right in the fire. Toss them right in the fire. I can't believe how hot fires are. I wanted to get a tan, so I jumped into my parents' fireplace at Christmas Eve dinner and everyone turned it into such a freaking thing. Everyone does make a big thing when you're just like... I, I just want to jump in the fire. Yes. I just want to get rid of my feelings and just jump in the fire. Yeah. I just want to like put my feelings in a fire and I want to like put myself in the fire too. And then everyone's like, why are you trying to jump into a fire? You know, people are obsessed with me and it's so annoying. And I'm like, I'm a grown woman. Like I can deal with this shit. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm a grown ass woman who can like jump into a fire if I want. And if it's because I feel like I need to cleanse myself from all of the terrible feelings, good and bad, then that is my prerogative. Yes. It's like, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this for your approval. I'm not jumping into a fire so that you say I'm beautiful and cleansed. I'm doing it so I feel empowered, beautiful and cleansed. Exactly. It's about a cleansing. Like sometimes I just have a, I have a feeling. I start to feel a feeling and it's like, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Mm, oh no. And I just like shove it in the fire yeah sometimes i get a feeling that's more of like a cuckoo mm-hmm. yeah yeah classic or all sometimes feelings that are just like will you go to the dance yeah like, who's that i sometimes i have feelings that are like oh what's the matter with you 
And yeah. I just throw them in the fire. I have feelings that are like, beef, it's what's for dinner. Yeah, sometimes I have a feeling that's just like, meef, what is that? Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> I get feelings and I'm like, wait, never mind. Those are the voices that are in my head all the time. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that a feeling? And I'm like, no, I'm crazy. Oh my gosh. So I'm so excited because we have an amazing guest here today. She's so smart. She's really smart. Uh, she's a renowned child psychologist. Please welcome to the podcast, Jenny Vermouth. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Oh my God, Jenny. Thank you so Jenny. much for being here. Uh, I just want to say congratulations on your book. It's called Ho Ho Go to Sleep. Slay training your kid. And you know, you believe that babies should sleep in sleighs instead of cribs, and that older children should sleep in sleighs instead of beds. You mean like Christmas, like Santa's sleigh? Absolutely. But what a lot of people don't know is that there are Christmas sleighs, and then there are holiday sleighs, and then there are bed sleighs. And that's really what I'm aiming to do with this book, or what my original intent was, was kind of demystify sleeping in sleighs, especially for children. Yeah, I didn't mean to make it about Christianity. I always do that. Yeah, I'm obsessed. You're, you're no. constantly, everything has to be about Christianity. Yeah, yeah it's really cool because everybody is Christian. 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 That's true. Everybody is Christian. Mm -hmm. But I've heard that you don't need to be a Christian to sleep in a sleigh. Uh, not at all, but that doesn't really factor in because everybody is Christian. In America, everyone is Christian. I love living in America. Me too. What are some of the benefits of sleigh training? Okay, so something I've seen as a psychologist, especially a child psychologist, um, with children and parenting these days is that a lot of people will raise their kids and keep them in a bed. Yeah. And that's fine. But what's really bad about that is sometimes kids fall out of beds and you get contusions. You get, that can lead to, you know, hip dysplasia. Mm -hmm. That can lead to, you know, the flu. So what I really wanted to, um, you know, accomplished with this book is letting people know that kids cannot fall out of a sleigh because it is on the ground. Right. Whereas wow. beds are not. Yes. And I also want to demystify that it's not like a Santa sleigh. It's not like a carriage with, you know, skis on the bottom of it. It's not high up. It is just like kind of like a little tub. Yeah, like a sleigh. Although there are reindeer, because I remember in the book it said that like one of the benefits is that if your kid does fall out of a sleigh somehow, it's fine because the reindeer will catch it and fly it away. That is 100% true. Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen. I've actually run uh, clinical studies where I made it happen myself. Oh, wow. Reindeers have this amazing intuition to save children, much like dolphins save pregnant women, mm -hmm. women in the ocean after a plane crash. That's why when there's a bad plane crash, like you don't hear like, oh, there was one survivor. She was saved by a dolphin. You just you never hear about it. But the truth is, it's because the dolphin has taken on the woman as its wife. Yeah. And every and, family yeah. looks different. Well, that's actually something that um, is kind of the one, you know, contentious uh, issue. That's the kind of the gray area mm -hmm. about, you know, uh, plane crashes and slay raising your baby is that. Uh, reindeer and dolphins tend to, you know, claim 
Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, claim ownership of you know either the child or the so you you ideally you know I think most people would hope that the plane doesn't crash so they are not claimed by a dolphin if they're pregnant. Um, saying you don't want your kid necessarily to slide out of the sleigh because a reindeer will claim well, them. But but you also like have to admit that like that's better than your kid just falling on the floor. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, I'm not. I will not argue with you there. I have a question. Okay, have you seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? I um, love that movie. You know how the grandparents sleep like head to foot and there's four of them in a bed? Uh-huh. Is that, do you know what I mean? N- no. Okay, in the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, they sleep all of them together in the bed. Four grandparents and they sleep with their head in their feet and their head in their feet. Because mm-hmm. they can only afford one bed between the four grandparents. And I'm oh wondering, is that a good way to raise your kids? As as in, um, you're, uh, are you saying that uh, the grandparents just separately sleep heady footy for to a bed? Yeah. Or the children do it? Well, the children, I assume what you're asking is, the children would also be in the bed with all their grandparents. Head to foot, head to foot, head to foot. It's called Willy Wonka <laughs> raising. <laughs> Blessings. Bless you. I'm sorry. It's Okay. Yeah, it's okay. I inhaled a pamphlet to a yoga studio on the walk here. It's very drafty. A full pamphlet. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, it's fine. It's actually okay. I'm going to be fine. I'm up right now. Um, it's that time of year. You do seem really peaceful. Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it has to be yoga. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. I don't do yoga, but I've thought about it today because I did inhale and choke on a pamphlet. Yeah. A piece of literature that was about yoga and for a second I thought about it and I said could that be for me that's really beautiful one time I inhaled um a menu from this vegan Chinese restaurant and it's weird because I was just like really a bitch all day and I don't think it had anything to do with the menu at, like with the restaurant it was just that like it was lodged in my esophagus mm-hmm. and I was being so mean to everyone and then it turned out that I hadn't taken a breath for 26 hours I mean I gotta say, now I'm thinking wontons. Oh my god, it sounds so good. Soup dumps. Well, if I can cough up this menu, maybe we can order. So it's still in there. It's oh yeah, it's there. been in there it's for six months. Like a tattoo. Yeah, it's like an inside tattoo. Mm. Okay, so when you're slave training your kid, like your what I thought was interesting about your book is like you don't say that you should slay train a kid from the beginning of the kid's life. Right. You say you should have a bed. And at some point, you should rip every night. You should rip the kid out of their bed, <laughs> and you should put, like Velcro. You should put them into a sleigh. And I thought that was really like cool because I think that it's important for kids to know that like they shouldn't get too comfy. Yeah, absolutely. And the th- the thing with that is that um, I think with any any good thing or any bad thing that you might experience in life, you don't know a good thing. Um, if you haven't experienced a bad thing, because right. life is about juxtapositions, wow. especially from like a standpoint, like a clinical standpoint, <gasps> oh you gosh, can't clinics. understand, you know, a really great thing unless uh-huh. you've had it taken away from you. So <sighs> what we really want to do is like, if you just, if you just immediately started to keep your baby in a sleigh from the get go, the baby wouldn't know how great sleeping in a sleigh is. So what you need to do is put that baby in a bed. So uh-huh. it's like, oh, I can feel the springs here. I mean, I don't know if you're putting your baby in a tempurpedic bed. That might be a little better, and then can like adjust. But it's like uh-huh. still that they need to be. There are, with anything, there needs to be like an inciting incident for that child to really grow. Trauma. And then, yeah, tra- uh, it is trauma. 
but I will say that it is necessary um, in order to get the baby to sleep in a sleigh. Yeah. Trauma is necessary on the child. You have to traumatize the baby before it can sleep in the sleigh or it won't appreciate getting to sleep in a sleigh. That's so beautiful because sleeping in a sleigh like is a privilege. Yeah. I left my baby um, uh, in a ball pit at McDonald's and I'm wondering if I should go get it. I didn't even know that you had a baby. I always forget. It's hard. And and the thing about babies is they're too young to remember and none of that has lasting effects. Exactly. And they're like not as loud as dogs. So it's yeah. like, I'm going to remember my dog. But I'm yeah. going to remember like this quiet. Like That's a good point because like I've never left my dog in a ball pit because every time I take it, it's so loud <laughs> while it's just chomping down on all those babies. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're, beyond sleigh training, like, you're a renowned child psychologist. You work with children. You've published studies. I guess, like, what's the deal with kids right now? Okay, so I have to say there's a lot happening with kids right now. Oh, my God, I uh, knew it. Left and right, I turn on the TV, there's kids. I get on the internet, my my targeted ads, it's kids. Yeah. It's just, hey, uh, you know, it's like either a Glossier ad and now Glossier, they're using kids. So that's really, you know, it, kids are actually trending right now, which mm. is, for, you know, for the first time in 2017, we are seeing kids trending. And that's a lot of pressure on kids. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, all kids now um, are working all kids now are legally working, I think. So, uh, you know, it's it's great for it's important that they get, you know, uh, you know, the proper amount of sleep that they need to uh, wake up and shoot a Glossier commercial. Because yeah. at this point, I think, you know, uh, studies show that I think 70 percent of children from the age range of three to seven years old are shooting Glossier ads um, for about seven hours a day at, at minimum. At oh, minimum. Wow. And can I ask, with all the American apparel closing, mm-hmm. where are these children getting their costumed looks for these commercials? Where is the millennial pink tea? Are you familiar with the phrase millennial pink? N- no. Pink is a color that never existed before. Mm hmm. And now it exists because millennials love it. And because it's featured in Glossier commercials. And it's in the Glossier commercials and it's called Millennial Pink. Millennial Pink, mm-hmm. right. Well, I think that's actually uh, large, largely due to the fact of, um, you know, the hormones being put in whole milk. Mm. And that's so now the eyes in children are developing differently so that they can see this color that I guess you can't see if you've, um, you know, if you were born in like 1990. I remember right. in your in your book, The Eyes of Children, you talked a lot about that. And and please, can, if you could elaborate more on like the eyes of children and what children are seeing. Well, see, um, I have a difficult relationship with that book because um, how I pitched it to my um, literary agent was that I, originally it was going to be a picture book of uh, pictures of children's eyes. Uh, and then they said, this is kind of a flimsy angle. We can't really do much with this. And I said, listen to me, you just have to see it how I see it. Cause something about me that a lot of people don't know is that I see things in a really beautiful way. And sometimes mm. it's hard to articulate and yeah. uh, pitching a book that's just pictures of kids eyes, you know, in socket, out of socket, whatever. Um, so then so, your literary agent was like, no, and then somehow convinced you that instead you should write a 400-page academic clinical study. Tome. A tome. A tome. A tome is yes. a big book. Yeah. Like Harry Potter. And Harry was, Potter is a tome. What is a tome? Tome. A tome is like a tome is like a big book 
it's like a big book that's like in a cemetery and there's like a body buried beneath it and that's a tome tome it's like if the bible like had a sandwich and it was really big Mm -hmm. a tome and it was underneath a, a body there has to be well yeah i mean a book is a book but if there's a if it's big and there's a dead body buried under it then it becomes a tome i completely understand oh god cool. anyways so you wrote a tome about children's eyes and it was yes. basically about how like children see things differently because they're shorter yes and so they have a very different view of the world like when they look at people they don't see their heads yes because exactly. they're short they and a lot of people you know think that kids can look up no mm-hmm. they can't and they shouldn't they shouldn't i learned that from your book that's so fascinating i actually something that was very traumatizing to me that happened when i was a child was i was um my father was pushing me on a dolly we mm-hmm. were we were moving and it was an amazing you know move we were moving into this brookstone and it was the first time i'd moved houses <laughs> and i the brookstone he, store hmm? Where a, you brook, a brookstone you know like a brookstone apartment Oh, like a Brookstone where they sell massagers. Yeah, like my apartment. Oh, okay. Manila's being rude because she lives in a Sephora and she thinks that that's like better, makes her better than everybody else. I know. And I understand because I used to live in a sharper image. And so I get where you're coming from. But honestly, now that I live in a Sephora, it's like everything's different. I actually used to live inside of a Sam Goody. (gasps) Ooh, Lali. Oh, CDs. Yeah, I lived inside the Sam Goody. It was amazing. So what happened with a dolly? Oh, anyways, my dad was pushing me on a dolly as a joke and he tipped it back and I accidentally saw the top of a building and I didn't know what a top of a building looked like and that traumatized me. I went into shock. I was in a coma for 14 years. <gasps> I woke up in my t- I woke up at my graduation ceremony on stage. <laughs> you- and I did not have honor cords and that was really hard for me. So, so you were in the coma but you still went through high school. <laughs> <laughs> and you still graduated. That's amazing. Yeah, you're so smart. It, it wasn't without it's trials. I'm sure it was really hard. But and what what I was saying was, is that like a, a child should never have to know what the top of a building looks like. No, I can imagine that's like super dramatic. Yeah. And that's what I really wanted to capture with this book is, uh, you know, what kids see, which is normally, you know, uh, top of knee to clav mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. most on most adults. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes with other children, they will see the head. They will see the face. Sure. Sometimes, and, and a lot of the times when they're seeing another child's face, they're seeing like um, an expression mm-hmm. or like sometimes milk, a milk yes. on the face. If a they have milk on the face milk. or like spaghetti because mm-hmm. kids have loved milk and spaghetti it's on the mm-hmm. face they always are pouring that milk inside that spaghetti and slurping it up exactly. they're actually born with sort of spaghetti sauce stains around their mouths mm-hmm. in many countries yeah in a lot of countries that's true because in a lot of countries they um babies can only eat spaghetti is that true yep yes i just checked i completely you know, understand i'm wondering like, it's so amazing that you were able to go to your prom even though you were in a coma um what was that like well, I don't remember uh, because I was in a coma. Oh, oh man, I'm so sorry. That was so rude of me. I'm yeah. so stupid. But I do. I did see photos. I was in an amazing dress. Um, it was a hospital bed, and they had, um, you know, my boyfriend at the time, who I never met because he broke up with me before mm. I um, came out of my coma. Uh, he did grab the foot of the hospital bed and kind of wheeled me around. Aww, I saw so I saw a video. Cute. That's amazing. Yeah, really I'll good. tell you, I would have loved to be in a coma 
during gym. <laughs> You're so lucky. Oh my god, gym sucks. Oh my god, gym sucks. I was always forgetting my sneakers. Mm-hmm. I got I climbed the little rope up and I got stuck and the fire marshal had to come in to hoist me up. I actually got down. I got stuck at the bottom of the rope. I was at the bottom and you were at the top. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, help. Help, help. I was like, this rope is our friendship bracelet. Yeah. Anyways. Um, you're wearing it now. Yeah. Around, around your head. I, I was wondering about that when I walked in. That yeah. big rope around your head with the knots in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a friendship rope. Um, okay. Do all, do all kids see dead people? Yes, I can confirm. And it's uncomfortable to talk about. But I'll talk about it because a lot of the dead people that children are seeing are dead celebrities. Oh. Mm. Yeah, because dead celebra- celebrities are intrinsically um, attached to youth. So that's who they are drawn to. I know that um, my niece, uh, Madeline, she is an amazing artist. She's just so precocious and she loves to tap. She sees Farrah Fawcett every day. And oh she's God. just, the way she explains it is that she just says, it, look, it looks like she's wearing a blood suit. And I don't really know what that means, but yeah. She's wearing a blood suit. That's, yeah. That sounds really scary. I know. Is and your she's niece, always shaking. Is she? So she's scared about it. She's not like, this is chill. Yeah, I don't think it's good. Oh. I don't think it's good. Wow. Do you think it's true that ki- all kids say the darndest things? Oh, absolutely. What's the darndest thing you've ever heard a kid say? Is okay. it blood suit? actually close but one time madeline had uh, a we were out um at um the met which is very cool and she had somehow snuck a string cheese with her and (gasps) she pulls it out yeah she pulls it out she shows it to me she says auntie look what i can do and she pulls a string she like pulls a string of the cheese off and kind of presses it on her face like a mustache and and she says this is crazy she has a lisp it's so cute she said but she says i kid you not she looks at me and she says this is crazy <laughs> you've got to be that kidding that is me. amazing she's so smart your niece sounds like the most intelligent little gal she's so precocious so funny she ran out of the museum because she did see fair faucet again <laughs> yeah. oh that's such a bummer it's a bummer that your niece sounds so precocious but she's being haunted by like a world a world a world over beloved sex symbol. Well, it's not it's not even just my niece. I'm sure all kids can see it from what I've seen. Yeah, just I had a cousin who was always seeing Heath Ledger. Oh wow. Wow. Too soon. Yeah, too way too soon. I mean, no one wants to see Heath quite yet. Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up. It's okay. It's actually okay. <laughs> Anyways, what are some cool things to say to a child? Okay. So it depends on your mood and it depends on the child's mood. Okay. But what I will say is regardless of those factors, all children all are the same. All children are the same. Okay. And they are receptive to the same things. Something a kid uh, loves to hear is, you're getting taller. <laughs> and something a kid hates to hear. Put your shoes on. I told you three times. Put your shoes on. We're getting in the car. Oh. I told you. 10 minutes ago that we have to go just to get in the fucking car get in the car no you're leaving that here no you're not bringing a bar of soap you're not bringing a fucking bar of soap what is wrong with you why couldn't i just have a normal kid 
Why could? And then they also love cool pants. They love cool pants. If you can say it in like a funny accent, if you can be like cool pants, they they go wild. What if you said that thing about um, putting their shoes on in a cool accent? Would it confuse them? If you were like, get in the car. Put on your shoes. Put on your shoes. Don't make me bring the bar of soap. Why couldn't I have a normal kid? I don't know. That's just one example of a cool accent. I don't know. I think that actually might... Soothe um, them? Yeah. Soothe, but mm-hmm. you don't want to soothe the child too much because they will go into an endless sleep. That's oh, what I've no. learned. In the sleigh? Mm-hmm. In a sleigh? Uh, hopefully they make it to the sleigh. Hmm. Preferably. If they fall, if they fell into endless sleep on a bed, they might fall out. Not be so sad. Um, I actually... Um, I actually have a kid sister, yeah, who I'm really, I, I'm not very close with her because she's, how do I say this, a bitch, but, um, how tall is she? She's, um, six feet. Um. <laughs> she's really tall. Wow. Yeah, she's really tall. Um, and I love that about her and we have very similar names. So people always get us confused because my name's Dakota and then her name is Kizota. Because she's a kid. And when is she going to get her, her adult name? Um, I mean, when she becomes an adult, her name will become Dakota. Oh. Yeah. Does that mean your name used to be Kidota? My name was Kidota when I was a kid. Mm. And then someday when I grow up, it's going to be Mrs. Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you know I'm grown. I love the pictures you have of you and Kidota above your desk. Mm-hmm. You guys at Six Flags and you guys at Dwayne Reed. Yeah. We, that was like, we used to, cause like we used to alternate vacation spots. Cause like one summer we'd want to go somewhere that was like a little bit more of a splurge. And then the next summer we would just go to Dwayne Reed. Mm-hmm. And our parents would always say, they'd always say, you can pick out one item. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Kidzora would always the pet egg. She'd always do the pet egg, Mm -hmm. and you know me, I'd go right for those Ferrero shares, a whole box. And that's part. That's just one reason why I'm like Kidzora just doesn't get me. She'll grow up. She'll grow into it. I feel like kids are like what, and then they get bigger, and they're like okay, yeah, exactly. I just feel like in general, adults are better than kids. Would you say this is true that adults are better than kids? Um, yeah, I absolutely think so. In any clinical work that I've done, it, um, any uh, lab labs, any, mm-hmm. any studies I've done, children are um, clinically proven to be smaller. They are clinically proven to be um, younger. Mm-hmm. They are clinically proven to be born uh, after adults. And this is something we haven't uh, really talked about before. It's kind of something that is like stigmatized but kids can and often are younger than adults yeah it hasn't been i was just reading an article about that about how like there are kids and there are adults but there's a missing evolutionary link mm-hmm. <laughs> between like what a kid is and then what an adult is and nobody knows scientists they just we don't, don't know. know what and happens in between those times it's ter- it's terrifying um my one of my old um, colleagues. Mm-hmm. Her name was Vanessa Cho. How old was she? Mm-hmm. 
she was uh she was immediately 30 oh my <gasps> gosh yeah immediately 30 immediately 30 born at 30 born at 30 that's, that's a tlc show these days have you guys seen it born at no, 30 i have I, i'm gonna check it out uh yeah there's like actually a really good uh documentary about this missing evolutionary link it's called 13 going on 30 and i watched it recently on the discovery channel and i learned a lot yeah, if you work at a magazine, you're 30. Mm-hmm. But if you go to school, you might be 13. Yeah. And that's something that you really have to pay attention to because someone with this disease, mm-hmm. you have to be conscious of the fact that, you know, if you are a hockey player uh, and you meet this 30 year old woman, mm-hmm. um, you have to be easy about the sexual advances because she might have just been 13 the day before. Exactly. So she wasn't, you know, that's what the documentary is about. Yeah. It's it's a really amazing documentary. It's like um, it's called I think it's called The Big Phenomenon. Um, yeah. Starring Tom Hanks. Yes. When he tries to um, have sex with a woman, but he's a boy and she doesn't know. Yeah. I think he does have sex with her. Yeah. It's crazy because when you watch that documentary now, you're like, what? You're like crazy. But when that documentary came out, people didn't know about the big phenomenon. So they were like, okay. It's crazy that that is like Tom Hanks is such a big deal actor. Mm -hmm. But like, it's crazy to think that like he got his start in that documentary. Just being a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's the most famous documentary actor every movie that has been and has Mm -hmm. been solidly proven a documentary that documentary where he got stuck in the airport or on the island (laughs) in the documentary we got stuck at the island or when uh he not he knocked the little the little spaceman out a window and then he has to find him and he's so tiny that was scary he was so small in that movie and face weird face long long face long face other little things around him pig Pig bank talks scare me so much. Terrifying. Oh my God. Tom Hanks is my favorite actor. Right after Andy Sambler. Andy Sambler. Andy Sambler. Sambler. He's our favorite. Andy Sambler. Amazing. I had to do this clinical study recently. I wanted to ask you about. They Mm -hmm. were like doing research for this new book and they were like, are you stronger than your baby? And then I had to prove it. Are you? I had to fight my baby. (laughs) I won. Oh my god your baby that is in the ball pit yeah okay great and so i'm wondering like what is that going to do for science knowing that we as adults might be stronger than babies well actually what's incredible about that is that we did not know every study that we do is because we did not know that thing before so science did not know that you mm-hmm. personally were stronger than your child and the thing is is that we could have guessed we could have guessed that you were, in fact, physically stronger mm-hmm. than your child. You could outsmart your child. Your child has, mm-hmm. you know, less brain activity, um, less, um, you know, uh, kinesthetic awareness than you do. Neurons. Um, neurons. Deodorant. Yes. Mm. Uh, time. Less time to have learned mm-hmm. how to, you know, throw a haymaker. Right. A baby cannot watch a YouTube video and immediately learn how to do, you know, and where then- the pressure points are. And. Uh, I saw I saw the data from that study, which was amazing. You immediately found the pressure points on your child. Immediately. So amazing. I noticed you're you're holding my pressure points right now. And if you could let go, I'd really appreciate that because I'm sorry. I got a little lightheaded there. You almost fell asleep. I'm so sorry. Don't. I'm sorry about that. Just, you know, don't talk to me in the morning before I've had my wontons. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
trying to cough up the menu. <laughs> we'll get it. I, it might have to come out the other side, but I'll still get it for you guys. That's what seamless is. Mm. That is what seamless is. That's seamless is when the pamphlet you when swallow. When the pamphlet you swallow gets comes out your butt. Out your butt. And then it's seamless. <laughs> and then it's seamless. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're a child psychologist by trade, but we have kind of a situation on our hands, and we are hoping that maybe you could help psychologize one of our friends. So we have a mini pig that works in our office. Uh, she's a our intern. She's a pig turn. And unfortunately, she's become addicted to pills because we got her addicted to pills because she saw us get in a fist fight and then started acting really weird. And we took her to therapy and the therapist put us on pig, pig antidepressants. <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but that's the gist of it. Regardless of who you are, person pig stork, child, pills are devastating mm-hmm. mm. and if um if she is head of hr mm-hmm. she is i don't know how well she can be performing uh if she is uh what you said antidepressants correct Pig, Pig antidepressants. antidepressants oh um they're like pretzel m&ms but different yeah <laughs> they're candy i just um my bias aside, I hope she gets the help that she needs because I don't think she can perform effectively on. I don't think she can do her job uh, in a way that is helpful to other people or your business. I think that is um, in poor taste and that she is doing it, uh, you know, openly. Yeah. I appreciate your input. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Um, is there any advice you can give young moms out there who might um, have children or be thinking about having children or maybe like know some children? Yes. Okay. So my biggest piece of advice that I give every mom is that on the days that you are having, you know, a day uh-huh. and you're pulling out your hair, just trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? A lot of women don't know they have this option, but you can unbirth. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, children know there's a there's a actually a lobe in the brain that tells a child uh, exactly when the mother wants to unbirth. Wow. Yeah. All you have to do is press your uh, mom's pubis, just like push on it a little bit and the child will know exactly what to do. They actually their heads um, like a lap dog kind of like. Yeah. Fly. Mm -hmm. Fly right back in even and if they're really far away wherever they are <laughs> what if they go to all, college all all hmm? if they go to throw away at college yeah what if they're at college well if they're at college they're 18 oh that doesn't make you a kid that makes you a model oh yeah do you think we could model hmm do you think, do you think we, we could model, model? i hope so because i'm in the room with you and i was told that i was being um met by models Oh, do you not? Well, like we model, we do like voice modeling Mm -hmm. because we have such nice voices. Well, nice voices, so we'll do like voice modeling. I can you um, just show me your voice thigh gap now? I'm I'm wearing a dress. Kendall, Gigi, I saw them in the room. In blood suits. 
Wow. wow. It's so sad that Gigi Hadid, rest in peace, is dead. <laughs> she, okay. died, she died fighting the police. <laughs> Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner died, did, died fighting the police. Um, okay, while we have you here, would you like to play a game with us? Yes, that sounds okay. fun. Yay. Woo. Okay, so this game is called Nature vs. Nurture vs. Rockstar. <laughs> so wow. our readers wrote in with some examples of weird things that their friends do. And now you're going to tell us if this behavior is nature or nurture or if they just do it because they're a fucking rockstar go-getter. So, for example, if your friend's blue eyes look great with a blue shirt... That's nature. Mm-hmm. Um, her decision to rip off her shirt and flash everyone at the bar is nurture because her dad was weird. And the fact that she climbs up on the bar to dance topless is because she's a fucking rock star. Mm. Does that make sense? Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Okay, great. So let's do this. Cool. Well, I want to get started. So the first one is a friend who passes out drunk, but then wakes up and rejoins the party a couple hours later. Ooh. That is, um, that's nature. It's just her way. Yeah. That's her way. Everybody has that friend who just passed out, but then like gets up and is like, where are the party at? Because she's fun. Um, What about a friend with a wooden leg? That is taught. So that is nurture. Nurture. You learned that. You learn. Learned behavior. Yeah. Because <laughs> your dad's cap and hook. <laughs> yes. If you are a pirate, your learned behavior is that you, uh, you're, you kind of drift towards having a wooden leg i guess i love for that lack of a better i love term. that what if you have a friend who's good at her job mm, this is a tough one that's nature mm. Mm. you're born being good at your job yeah you're born um you're born with uh you know date entry skills right. and those just have to be massaged a little bit well, that's like I was born with the skill of voice modeling because mm-hmm. like this was just the way that I was born. Like I didn't have to train my voice to sound like this. Mm, do I just came out like I was walking like talking. Yeah. Okay. What about a friend who's always like just thin enough that everyone's always like she must be really busy. That is um, she's a rock star. Yes. 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 Rocky yes. Say she's a rock she star. is really busy and that's yeah. why she's so thin. <laughs> she's rocking. Okay, what about a friend who's in the band The Who? Mm. That's nature. Mm-hmm. You're totally. born into a band. You're time and time again. What I a- see children, um, you know, born and they come out and then they are in The Who. And mm-hmm. they're like, pinball wizard. He's pinball a pinball wizard. <laughs> He went to the arcade and he had a great day. He's a pinball Pinball wizard. Okay. I love that song. It's my favorite. They're also famous for that song that goes, Who are you? (laughs) I'm the who. Who I'm the you. I'm the who and we're pinball wizards. Doobly doobly doobly. I love yes, them. I love them too. <laughs> wow. No, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Okay. okay. <laughs> what about a friend who was born with blonde hair but dyes it brown to be more regular? That's nature. Yes. That makes sense. That makes total sense to me. What about a friend who's a guy? Hmm. He's a rock star. Rock star. Guys, I'm a rock star. So hard. Um, oh. What about a friend who can talk to animals? I would have to say that that is, um, that's taught. Mm. It's nurture. I don't think you should do that. I actually, I don't know. I learned how to talk to dogs and 
I, it took a while to learn. And then I went up to a dog and I was like, I was like talking to this dog and I was like, bark, bark, bark. And Mm -hmm. then the dog responded and what he said was so offensive and so completely just out of the blue, like cut me down, got to the core of my insecurities. Like it was great. Like I was just like, I'm never going to talk to a dog again. And I haven't since. No, that's a lot of people don't know that. But, um, and again, I am from below the Mason Dixon line, Mm -hmm. but that's so sad that you grew up in a place where there was no one named Mason. It's or Dixon or Dixon, but there are fewer Dixons. And I've met some here and it's honestly something that I thought would be an acquired taste, but it's not. They're just like anybody else that you'd meet Mm -hmm. above the, below the line. That's why it's crazy that below the line, like you, you just can't ever meet a Mason. And then once you meet them, you're like, Oh, they're just like everybody else. They are. They really are. But dogs are not dogs are not dogs are atrocious animals. Okay, what about a friend who has Claire Danes' email address? I would have to say they are a rock star because Claire Danes only hangs out with the who. We have confirmed this. You're so so true. It's a pinball wizard. Put it in the hole with your buttons. (laughs) (laughs) And put a little spell on it, pinball wizard. I also like their song that goes... Theme song to CSI. It's the theme, theme song, song to, to CSI. CSI. Theme. Here it go, men in sunglasses. Take them off and there's a body over there. Bloody, Is it bloody. a trans woman's body? Probably for the sake of the show. That's what the show is about. Dumb. Oh, that okay. show is so, is so real. Don't part him. Don't part him. Don't part him. You know, what about, okay, what about a friend who will let a guy watch her pee but not poop? So that is contentious because a lot of people can say that is a learned behavior or that is intrinsically natural. I, um, I think it's rock star. I think they're just a rock star. Yeah. But I think that's true. I think it's beautiful to like, it's like letting a man see you pee is like whatever, but... When I poop, mm-hmm. that's me time. That's my church. Like in the way that everybody is Christian. Not everybody goes to church. And for me, when I'm pooping, that is my Christian church. And I don't want anybody to see me at church because I'm fully nude and I'm screaming. <laughs> but the thing is, is that is, you know, that's kind of a, a learned, uh, a learned there's anytime there's um, any sort of reservations about that. It's, it's a learned shame. It's Mm. a deeply indoctrinated shame. So there are ways to remove that. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, uh, if you have that in you, it's a good uh, exercise to do with your child. You know, um, I have not seen my children in, in in a, in a time. Mm-hmm. But I do hang out with my uh, niece Mackenzie a lot because her mother is gone. And um, something that I like to do with her is that I'll leave the bathroom door open mm-hmm. when I go in um, to stool. And I'll sit down and I say, uh, Mackenzie, come in here. And Mackenzie, this is Mackenzie. This is not Madeline. Okay. Um, oh, that sound the same. Yeah, Mackenzie's younger. <laughs> Similar. Oh. Um, and I'll say, Mackenzie, come in here. And she says, what? what? 
because she's so young yeah. and then she like kind of stumbles in and she like adjusts her diaper and like she, sometimes her belly's out she like roll her shirt up and like like because she loves like raspberries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she loves her stomach blown on and then i stand on the sill of the toilet and mm-hmm. i turn around and i aim <laughs> i turn around and i aim myself at her no. and when i say <laughs> You take a shit on your knees. <laughs> Is that <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> one time I shit at a mini golf course and they thought it was a hole in one. They gave me a big bear. Does that mean I'm a rock star? I think that means... <sighs> I was... Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I no, I think that absolutely means you're a rock star. If you have ever seen, you know, the band Fun on stage, they all have big, yes. they all have big putt putt bears, yeah. like bears they won. You know their song. <laughs> Everything is fun. Everything is fun. Late nights, staying up, rollerblades in my lemonade. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. I love that song. One time I had to give a stool sample for a doctor and I thought it was because I'm because I was sick because I was sick. And then later I found out that it was literally just for the doctor's private collection. He kept my stool. Wait, what? what is his name? Um, Dr. Blorf. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dr. Blorf. Don't see him again. He is collecting your stool for a weird reason. And I'll tell you that reason right now. It's for a porn thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No more details than that. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I wish I knew. Well, Jenny Vermouth, this has been literally a perfect, perfect interview. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you I for learned having so me. much, Jenny. Okay, so we just have one more little seggy for you to stick around for. And that Great. seggy is called... Spill it! And that's where we say what we're doing this week. So I have a really big week coming up because I'm finally getting the courage to break up with my nanny. <gasps> and I'm going to train a pack of wild dogs to sing harmony to all the songs by the Who's. That's so beautiful. What about you, Jenny? What's coming up? So today's actually kind of a lax week for me. Earlier this week, I was getting an almond salad at Salad Place, mm-hmm. you know, you know, only salad, salad place, salad, salad place, place. Only, yeah, salad place. Not only raisins. I can't eat there anymore because of that thing that happened there. Oh, oh yes, yeah, the, the thing murder. that happened, the murder mm-hmm. uh, at the sal at Only Raisin mm-hmm. when the cops came and murdered the employees at Only Raisin. <laughs> Just unprovoked. <laughs> Anyways, it was a but really then, big week for me. Uh, uh, last week, I, you know, I ran um, a 4K, mm-hmm. oh, wow. which was really cool. Running 4,000 miles was very hard on my body. Yeah. Um, I have, as you can see, uh, dissolved it down to um, basically an almond. I have no arms or legs anymore yeah, or torso. Really. Yeah. But I still have a, a you know my face mm-hmm. uh-huh. um so i can still put that on the uh, jacket of my books which is the most i can ask for mm-hmm. yeah. anyways i think i'm just gonna sit back i'm gonna watch uh, bill little guys and then you know wait for my extremities to grow back hopefully yeah fingers I'm, crossed yeah babe you look amazing yeah, even with only incredible. three hairs coming out of your almond shaped head thank you they're so thick though yeah yes. they are really thick and they're balage what 
my, my balage. I have three hairs, they're, but they're really thick and they're balage. Oh, they're balage. Balage. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's barkage. Barclay Center? It's like ombre. I love that. It's like ombre, but like really stupid. It's oh. like so much stupider. Well, I love that for you. Me it too. Looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you for telling us about your life and your struggles. Yeah. Thank you. So thanks for coming, Jenny. And everybody uh, listening, tune in next week when we find out what the big deal is about outer space. What's the deal? Did you like what you just heard? Or do you have a literal crush on it? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, if you have a crush on it and us, you can go to iTunes.com and rate us and subscribe to our podcast. Yes, because then every Wednesday, our podcast will show up in your little podcast app and you can have fun. It's a blast. So go do it.